0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Premier League Forecast. Uh, my name's Kev, joined tonight by Luke. Uh, Luke and Oscar from All Leeds TV, rivalry aside, and Luke Tanner, our uh, resident for a normal Friday nights. How is everyone? You all good? Not
1: too bad. Great, mate.
0: All good. Listen, thanks for coming on, and welcome to the first, first uh, of many shows this season on the Friday nights. And uh, the basic premise of this is what we're gonna do for most of the season... well, when the season gets going, we're gonna focus really on probably three or four games uh of the of the weekend and do our best to take our Liverpool hats off and uh look at the games objectively and just discuss what we you know what we think and how we see it going. We're also gonna be pl- going into the uh, fantasy football league that the channel's set up. And we're going to do a bit on that every week, an update and see where everyone is, see what the teams are, and also have a look at the players that are making moves on the fantasy football ladder who some are going to be playing the obvious, some are going to be absolute coming out of nowhere. Uh, There's one on the top 10 list that we were looking at today and we were like, who the hell's this guy? (laughs) We'll see him later, don't worry. But Luke, uh, from rivalry aside, we'll start off with yourself. How's your uh, preseason been going? Because it's been a while since we've seen you.
2: Yeah, mate. No, thank. First of all, thanks for having me back on. I really do appreciate it. Um, how's preseason going? Preseason's preseason, isn't it? Like you know, there's all this talk about how players are performing, how they're not performing. Like you know, we all know, like nothing really kicks on till the Premier League kicks in. But no, can't complain. So far, so good. Um, you know. All wins apart from a draw against uh, Sevilla. Been out in Korea. Um, We were in uh, Scotland last weekend and then last game on uh, tomorrow night, we're in Israel against Roma. So, yeah. So I know, (laughs) yeah, that's what I did as well.
0: (laughs) Chatted about it. Oscar, Exactly. how how about yourselves? Because you guys have had a really busy window, more in incomings than outgoings, but the outgoings are significant. How's it been settling down with the new manager now that he's got his own players and um, his new ideas of how he wants to play? Are you seeing much change?
3: Yeah, I think in terms of performances, results pre-season, it's been a bit mixed. Um, I think it's been okay so far. I think it's been better than last season's pre-season. I think in terms of the recruitment, we've improved the depth because we have brought in more players than we've let go. But ultimately, we've let our two best players go in terms of Rafinha and Phillips. Um, I think the good thing is, especially with Phillips, is we didn't try and just replace Phillips with one player. Because I think realistically, with where we are at at this moment in time as a club, it was always going to be difficult to bring in a player directly replacing Phillips in terms of quality wise. So, in terms of Rocker and Tyler Adams, we kind of brought in Rocker's passing is probably as good as Phillips's. Adams off the ball is probably good as Phillips in that kind of sense. we're trying to replace him with two players in that kind of uh, how we're trying to play. And we're playing like a 4-2-3-1. Adams and Rocker have really good in midfield. We looked like we're keeping the ball much, much better. Uh, Christensen has been good so far. Maybe not so much going forward as of yet. Um, there's more to come, I think, from him in that sense. But defensively, rock solid. Uh, Brendan Aronson, I thought, we ran the show for the first sort of 45 against Villa. Um, a good Villa team at that. And um, we've not had much luck with Sinistera. I think Sinistera is the the eye-catching signing. Really, it's a high-risk one because obviously he's coming from the Eredivisie. We don't know. We, we've seen hit and miss signs from, in the past from that kind of division in the Premier League. But he is the signing that we need to work desperately in terms of to replace Rafinha's output. But ultimately, for me, Kev, I think the left back situation is getting critical really you know obviously Junior Firpo is going to be out for the first seven or eight weeks of the season we haven't got another natural left back Uh, the striker situation is that we do probably need someone a poacher really more than anything I think Bamford and Gelhart fine options but I think we just need that poacher to go with them as well you know Joffie Gelhart, you know listen is amazing talent I think he's someone who's going to make a big big impression this season as big as he did last season but is he ready to play 38 games next season I'm not sure, but we need just,
0: yeah. just need that other option as well for me. Oh, that's fair, Luke Tanner. Um, we've how do you see our preseason so far? Um, where we are now, where we were at the United game, to where we are today with how the squad's looking. Bearing in mind, we've picked up some injuries in preseason as well. Yeah, do we I need to do I'm, more. Or are we what, good more good in where the we transfer are? window? Well, in um, general, because I mean we've got a full squad. We have twenty five
1: senior players plus two yeah. that are that need to go. So, you know, yeah, I, I think as in terms of pre season, probably the Jota injury with him probably going to be missing a little chunk of the beginning of the season isn't great, and Allison not playing since United hasn't been great. He's set to miss the City game in in the Community Shield, but. The good thing he's going to be—he's already back in training, but he's going to be back for the game against Fulham. Um, I think with preseason as a whole, um, it's just like seeing where everyone is match match fitness-wise. Um, I've been impressed with Elliot um, Carvalho, especially since coming in from Fulham. I've been really impressed with him in preseason, and I just think with preseason, it's about making sure players aren't getting injured going into the new season. And also, pre is a good time to see if there's any youngsters that you're going to possibly be seeing making uh, their debuts in like the League Cup in, in the earlier rounds. Best
0: check, check. I can't... I look, I'm just <laughs> going to mince his name for... Uh, probably for the next three years. But <laughs> a 17-year-old kid playing in uh, six as an understudy to Fabinho, he's impressed me quite a bit. Um, his ability to... Pass the ball. He's calmness on the ball. He wants the ball all the time, and for a seventeen-year-old kid, whose father was good, his father played for Serbia, and he was born in Spain. He's got Spanish nationalities, and we've pinched him. So he's got to be one to keep an eye on as the uh, when the league when it comes around for the league cup. But that's a good while off yet. There was Antico made a comment there evening. Evening people confirmed we we're playing Villa behind closed doors after Fulham. I've seen a lot of people um, saying Klopp is complaining about too many games. And then we arrange it behind the behind the, the closed doors pre- uh, friendly game. And a large reason for this is very simple. If you're going to have a squad of 25 players this early in the season, you need everyone as match-sharp and as, as match-fit as possible. And after the Fulham game, we don't play again for a week. So if you're arranging a midweek fixture behind closed doors with a good side, you're not going to be playing your first eleven. You're going to be playing your second eleven. The players you need to get minutes into their legs. Both sides will will be in the same boat, and it's more for me about match sharpness for the squad, not for the first eleven or even the first fourteen or fifteen. You know, so I think you're going to see a fair few sides doing this because with the how short the preseason is this 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 uh, summer. I think we've probably played more games than most. I think City have only played two, and tomorrow yeah. they they're going to be looking to do the exact same thing. I mean, Community Shield tomorrow, Luke, uh, in oh, I say Filbert Street, Leicester City's ground. Uh King Power. King Power Stadium, yeah. Look, I mean, it's not Wembley for obvious reasons. The women will be hopefully doing some good things on Sunday. But it's not a bad thing, I don't think, because how do you see the Charity Shield, Community Shield? Is it something that clubs should take seriously? Is it experimental? Is it, look, here's our... Show off your flash new signings. This is our new kick kind of thing. Is it a marketing thing? What's the story with it?
1: I, th- I think it's a bit of both. I yeah. do think it's a bit of both. Um, if you ask some fans, it's like, oh, it's just a friendly, It's just a glorified friendly with a trophy at the end of it. doesn't really matter. But I think for Liverpool and City, I think it will. I think it will matter. Um, I think it's definitely the curtain raiser for the beginning of the season. And it's just going to be another psychological edge with whoever wins this to go on for the new season. Um, So if Liverpool just nick it, then we've got that sort of mental edge over City. But if City win it, then it could be the same thing. But I think the most important thing is everyone comes out injury-free. Injury-free. Don't need another injury. No, I think everyone's got to be in the same boat at this
0: time of the season. It must be because... Luke, you went to um, you went to watch Tottenham, didn't you? Uh, yeah, recently. Fi-
2: finally, and it, yeah, yeah, it exactly. must have been
0: the case. You were sat there like that with because uh... Conte played a pretty good, a full strength side for a fair bit of time as well. So, yeah. what did you make of them? Because from the bits that I've seen, they were really quick in transition. The they turned over Rangers and got at them on the counter press really, really well.
2: Yeah, I think that I just want to kind of talk, reiterate that bit on the community shield quickly. Like, I think I oh, will uh, come Luke back to that, really good, that. Oh right. <laughs> anyway, he made a really good point about keeping injury yeah. free, uh, but uh, we'll come back to that. So yeah, yeah I definitely do you know what, I, I, did, I just Living in Scotland, I never get to go to that many Spurs games that often. So uh, do you know what, when there was a preseason friendly against Rangers, I was like, that's it, I'm there. No matter mm-hmm. how I'm get how I'm getting a ticket, I'm getting there. So. Do you know what? It was a really good game actually, as well. Like the Rangers fans are really good. Like I walked in with a load of them from where I, where I parked the car, and then uh, it was a good bit of banter walking down. And uh, yeah, it's one of those preseason friendlies if you go and watch them live. Like it, it, you are right. Like part of the time you're like get stuck in, put the tackles in, and then the next minute you're thinking, oh, no one get injured because yeah, you know we played our front three. You know Son, Kane, Kolesovsky for a lot of the game. You know the only major difference is Davison Sanchez played. Uh, back for us and I don't think he'll play in the Premier League and uh, Hoyberg also played in the midfield as well I think that he, he's presumable will play um, the majority of games in there instead of him but yeah do you know what I, Rangers were quite were quite good I was actually pleasantly surprised like, they just signed um, Matonda Matonda I think his name is from Schalke he's absolutely rapid and gave uh, Cessna and Davidson Sanchez a right old time but yeah, uh, they did, yeah. you know as you said, in that counter-press type of thing. Harry Kane dropped in a few times at the halfway line and just was pinging balls round the back. So I think we'll we'll see that a lot, a lot um, in in the next season. But I think people expect that now from from Harry Kane and Spurs. Yeah, you know, it, every-
0: it was one of those things that he developed in his game under Mourinho. People always knew he was yeah. there because he always had a good passing range. But seeing him dropping him back and being the playmaker of the two, as well as someone who could get beyond, it's something new. But we're looking at the champion or the charity shield tomorrow. What are you expecting from City? You know, if you're looking at City tomorrow, because they have only played the two games, they have a very thin squad. If you look at if you go online and you look up the Man City squad, it's um, it's surprising and it should be alarming to City fans how many players they've actually senior players they've actually got at the club at the minute.
1: I think Lucky I mean, injured as well. Yeah, out look, for the first month.
0: How do, you, yeah. how do you see City going with it?
2: You, sorry, me, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. I, yeah sorry, I know. It's always the way of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, I think, do you know what? I always find it interesting City Liverpool. And definitely, you know, again, I'll keep a close eye on because it's going to be really interesting, right? Which one chooses which tactic, right? Which one puts the not full strength team out against the full strength team and which one blinks first. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I'm quite interested to see who plays who and who takes it more seriously than the other in the eye of the opposition, because I think Luke was right when he said, you know, it's a good, whoever wins, it's a good start to the season, especially when the top two are more than likely going to be, you know, city and Liverpool again. So it's, it's this kind of battle between Pep and Klopp is, is, is quite interesting. You know, does Klopp put out not a full strength team, and still beat a strong City side, or does Pep do the opposite and uh, get beat by yeah. by Liverpool? Do you know what I'm saying? So it's really like it's going to be really interesting. I think of who does well, that. But I think it Luke was right. You know, it's 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 going to be all about like who comes out injury free. But I also yeah. think that it, it's still a good competition. It's a good start to the season, definitely.
0: Well, it's it's a good thing in a way, Oscar. Uh, it's on ITV. So it's going to be as wide a, an audience as possible for a good, and it's a good kickoff time as well. I think it's five o'clock. Um, Open oh, to correction on that. But being on ITV, um, how do you see Liverpool taking this, or do you think it's a case that look, it's just another preseason game, get the minutes and the legs? But the difference from with it that I can see with the champion. With the community shield, charity shield, there's only six subs allowed. So, how would you, how do you th- see it going tomorrow?
3: I don't really see either team going full strength. They might get close. It might just be, you know, three or four players like kind of like being rested in that lot. I think both teams. Liverpool will start Nest for me. City will start Haaland. I think that's a bit of a psychological thing between the two in terms of a little battle little battle brewing between the two. I think think they're both probably going to be the main contenders for that golden boot. Um, But no, I think for both teams, you don't want to show your hand too early, especially how tight it's going to be this season. Because I think, once again, for me, it's going to go to the last day of the season. I genuinely think that already in four balls being kicked. I think that both teams are so, so close in terms of one team might be a little bit better at the back, but the other team's better in the field for me. It's so, so close between the two. And... Yeah, for City, with Laporte being out for a month, I'd be surprised if they start Diaz and Stones. I'd be surprised at that because if the, if one of those if one of them picks up an injury, all of a sudden, yeah, they're in a real mess. And listen, Diaz had injury problems last season. Stones had injury problems as well. So I think Ake probably comes in. Um, but on to Liverpool, it would not surprise me if the likes of Carvalho start. Maybe Simicast might start at left back instead of Robertson. You know, something like that might happen. Um, you know, maybe Gomez comes in at centre back instead of Canarte. You know, little things like that. Well, obviously, mm. Allison won't start, so that's going to be a bit yeah. of a change. But I, I do expect that the subs both teams make will be strong subs with the intention of trying to win the game. I don't think it'll be a case of you know they'll just leave Starmen on the bench for the sake of it. I can't see that being the case. But um, but yeah, I don't think I think obviously both teams want to win, but they don't want to show the cards too early at the same time as well. That's I think fair. that's. That's something yeah, I think you uh, notice a lot with the cha- with Charity Shield. You know, I think there's a, there's a bit of a stat, isn't there? I think that the team that wins the Charity Shield hasn't won the title for ages, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you? I saw a stat on that.
0: I think the last three winners of the um, Community Shield were Leicester won it last year. I think Arsenal won it. And I'm pretty sure City won it recently as well. We I think the City three winners in the last And decade. you won the title, didn't you? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, Liverpool it's, haven't won this since two thousand and six. Hmm, wow! You know, so I mean, Luke T. Our um, journal start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, See,
3: Adrian it, tax is a bit of a
0: thing. To be fair,
3: I didn't. I didn't realize Adrian was this season.
1: Like he's actually he, been one of Liverpool's yeah. better players in preseason, which yeah. is
2: <laughs> yeah, which is surprising. I, mean, so I didn't why expect you him to play He's, he's injured. Been injured? Oh, he's, he's been, been injured. injured. He's missed pre-season, preseason. So badly. yeah,
0: he he picked up an injury, I think, while he was playing for Ireland, and he oh. hasn't been. He hasn't been back. Uh, Sam Tendy with a comment there. LFC will take it seriously in terms of it will be near enough to starting eleven that plays against Fulham. The Majority of play ninety minutes, and the rest of the squad will play against. Yeah, that's the thing. We've got players. Yeah. We're playing Strasbourg at home on the Sunday, oh, so. But the thing is, they have to play one game at Anfield before the season starts. And I don't know why this was arranged to play on a Sunday because it's just to me it's just crazy. But to test all the facilities, to get everyone back into the swing of things, the new players getting used to turning up at match day and the match day routines, also the new pitch. They'll want to test the new pitch and see what that's like. So... But the one question I was going to ask you, Luke, is who do you start up front? Do you start Darwin
1: Nunes or do you start Bobby? I'll probably start Bobby Firmino, uh, to be honest. And then, yeah, you probably don't want to play your hand, as Oscar said, you probably don't want to play your strongest team against City. So it wouldn't surprise me if Firmino starts this one and Nunes starts against Strasbourg. Um, I I think if Jota was fit, then we were to see Nunes being blooded in a little bit slower. But the fact that is Jota's is out injured, you're sort of expecting him to sort of hit the ground running. But I do expect him to come off the bench tomorrow, but I don't expect him to start.
0: There's one other position I think that's up for grabs is the right centre mid spot. And it's a straight choice between Henderson and Harvey Elliott. And last season, he started the season with Harvey Elliott and he played him when he was available. Um, and he trusted him and he, he he just gave him his head and let him go so whether he does that again and maybe you'd have henderson coming on to lead the last 30 minutes with the mm. cha- with the players that come off the bench with him it'll be an interesting one but I, yeah i agree with you i don't think we i think the media especially in the, in the uk they, they're going to big up this um Harvey Elias, sorry, no, uh, Darwin Nunes and Erling Haaland's rivalry, you know, the two big men up front all season long. And it's going to be so many highs and lows. It's going to be, if Haaland scores a brace, he's the best thing since sliced bread. Nunes doesn't score, he's a crap signing, and Klopp doesn't know what he's doing, and yadda yadda. Yada. And vice versa. You know, Haaland, doesn't, Haaland goes on a barren run of three or four games where really he does nothing i just play. he was done in the Bundesliga, he can't really do it in the Premier League. Yeah. It's it's gonna be like this. It's gonna be like that for the season. But across I mean, I'm looking at the, the sides. For me, it's gonna be a case of you wanna win it great, you want to come out of it with out any injuries, first and foremost. You want to see the patterns of play from Liverpool and you want to see what City are going to do. Are City going to adapt and change the way they play to accommodate an Erling Haaland and Julian Alvarez because of who they've lost this summer and potentially could carry on losing more? You know, it's yeah. it's it's a it's what it. So many different narratives to this game that is. I, I'm I'm fascinated how the, how it goes, but I mean overall. We're we've got a month left to go in the transfer window now. Um,
1: Luke T, do you think we're done? No, i I don't think we're done. I think it wouldn't surprise me if Oxley Chamberlain. We sort of like let him lead through the back door. I think one of the you know middle to low Premier League clubs will be desperate enough to twist our arm. Um, I think we're willing to take anything between. 8 to 10 million. I think we really want to get him off the books because he sort of didn't really play a lot towards the end, uh, end of the season. He sort of went off in a huff against Nottingham Forest and you didn't really see him between then and, and the end of the season. And I know Klopp is big in, uh, has bigged him up in pre-season, but I think he like took a shot and got injured and then went off and uh, we've not really seen him since. So if anyone's willing to pay 8 million, then yeah, I'll happily you know ship him off. Ship them off to like West Ham, yeah. Southampton, Villa. If Gerrard um, wants to buy them,
0: Luke, has Spurs got players on their books at the minute that needs the exit door to hurry up and swallow them up? You know, they'd need yeah, this-, this month to start finding new homes.
2: Yeah, there's probably a few to be honest, but I think with Spurs, they've they've done it for once in their lives. I'm not going to suggest that all of the signings are perfect. I think for once in their lives they've done things the right way. And they've bought first and then sold. In previous windows it was sell, let's generate money, and then we'll then put that, you know, back into the club <laughs> and uh and get some players in. What we've done is the complete opposite this time. We've bought, I would say, 90 percent of what we want. Um, there's still rumors that we're in for either, you know, an attacking midfielder is is a key one um, for Spurs that they are monitoring. For me, it's not my preferred for, option. I prefer you, another. You get, you get called
0: monitor FC after that, after a while. <laughs> you <can't> have <laughs> to be careful with little things like that.
2: Uh, you know, I much prefer another uh, another centre-back. In my opinion, Left I think centre-back. we're still, yeah, I think we're still a little bit a little bit weaker. You've brought, or... you brought in Clement
0: Longley. <laughs> You've yeah. brought in Clement Longley. no? Know? I mean, he's only on lawn, and he's got pedigree when he's fit. But yeah. Can he stay fit?
2: You'll do well. That's why, I think. Yeah, and, that, and that's yeah, why we I'll need ask... another left centre back because <laughs> because it's you know it's a risk, and that's why they brought him in on loan. That's why they're he not t- trying to buy him. They put no obligation.
1: Isn't Longley no... going to be like Dyer's cover? Or is he? going Well, he came on when he came on against
2: like Rangers. He played left centre back. Um, so oh. I don't know who who knows what they're gonna what they're gonna do with him because at the moment we've either got Ben Davis to play left centre back.
0: <laughs> He's left, just extended, isn't yeah,
2: he? He has yeah, another few years. Um, or we're gonna play Clement Longley. So we're gonna play three centre backs. So that's why I think we need another left centre back that's gonna play um, gonna play kind of to a higher caliber. Now, you know, if we go back all the way of Longley um, to to time at Sevilla, he was a great he was a great player for them. When he goes to Barcelona and, you know, it all falls apart for him. So that's what Spurs have done. That's why they've done it as a loan and not you Know there's no obligation, no mandatory fee, no nothing like that. In his uh, you know, so Spurs have got to get out of jail free calls if it goes all terribly wrong. So, I think that's really the area that Spurs need to do. But yeah, there, there's a lot of players that need to see the door, you know, like Harry Winks, um, Sergio Regrion. It looks like he wants to go, he's you know, he said he wants to go to Barcelona, but that's a everyone <laughs> yeah, wants yeah, to go to Barcelona well, at the moment, uh, it's either Match Doherty or Emerson.
0: It's funny you mentioned Barcelona, uh, Oscar. It seems like uh, Barcelona have annoyed Chelsea to the extent that the Chelsea have put a block on Alonso and Aspeliqueda talking to Barcelona. Is it possible that Barcelona could look at Sergio Reguilon as a uh, as an option?
3: Yeah, possibly. I mean, Jordi Alba is probably playing some of his best football that he's played sort of the last two or three years. To be fair, on the Shave. but obviously he's not getting any younger. It probably makes sense, Reguilon, as a long-term kind of replacement. But uh, yeah, very possible. I Think it'd be a good signing, much better fit than Marcus Alonso. Let's be honest. I mean, that's yeah. just that's a terrible, that's a terrible if idea. Don't had, if had sense.
1: They'd let Barca take Alonso and Aspillita off their hands and go right as soon as you're taking them. Then you're not speaking to us again. But it's doing him a a favor. favor. If you take Mark Mark Simmons with the back floor. They're going nah, no thanks. What are I was gonna ask you as
0: well, what are Spurs getting in Clement Longley? And how do you well from the outside now, because you've got no vested interest in what Spurs have done and haven't done. How's that window looking to you from the outside looking in?
3: I think it's good. I think it's good. Um, I think obviously, listen, the gap between City and Liverpool and the rest of the league is big, but there's no reason why Tottenham can't win a trophy this season, Uh, whether that's an FA Cup, League Cup, whatever it is. um, There's no reason why they can't do that this season. And I think there's no reason why they can't kind of be there and thereabouts at times this season. A bit like what Chelsea did last season where they kind of flirted with a title race. I think Tottenham will start the season well. I think Kane is absolutely bang on it in pre-season. He's just Absolutely immense at the minute. Um, So, yeah, it feels it's in a much better place than what it was this time last year. I don't think it could be any worse, could it, let's be honest, than this time last year. But it's exactly what you kind of expect from a Conte team. They feel like the underdogs, but Conte loves that. He did it at Chelsea, into Milan. Yes, Klopp and Guardiola are in the same league, a whole different thing. I can't see getting top two, but they'll flirt with it, I think, Tottenham. Um, I do think they'll flirt with it. In terms of Clement Longley, um, I think you look at his Barcelona career that you can break it down in two parts. His first two years or so, he was genuinely superb, I thought. Um, I think he was one of the best young centre-backs in Spain, without a doubt. I think the Barcelona's defensive records, I think, was superb. They were keeping clean sheets, looked solid at the back. I think the turning point was kind of like 8-2 against Bayern Munich. I think it just battered his confidence. There's a few players you could say that about. Ter Stegen, Jordi Alba, Nelson Samedo, just completely confidence had gone at that point. And I think...
0: Clement- and the Wi-Fi has gone in Leeds, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Luke, see- um, well, Oscar will drop out, you'll come back in a sec. But... How do you see Spurs in the top four race? Are they genuine title contenders? Are they nailed on Champions League certs for next season? How do you see their season going?
1: It's, sorry, is sorry, this me or- me or- yeah, Luke Tanner. Sorry, Luke Tanner. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, I think Spurs are definitely going to be in the top four. Uh, I think they're a couple of signings away from being title challengers. If they got uh, Bastoni from Inter Milan, then I'd be like, yeah. "Wow, that's a signing," and I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, maybe they might be pushing pushing into that title race." But I feel like that they will definitely get top four. Um, that will all depend about how quickly Conte wants to exit the Champions League this season, because um, his European record ain't great. <laughs> so, but I do think Spurs will be top four. I think Kane and Son definitely got the firepower to to definitely keep spurs in the top four and um i I like summer spurs business i don't like all of it i think basuma is a good signing um i think they've signed romero permanently now i think he's a great center back um not too sure on charleson and i'm not i'm not sold on jed spence yet i feel like that he needs to adapt quickly under Conte, or else he's going to find himself on that bench so yeah, I think Spurs are definitely going to get top 4 there. At the moment they're my favorites for third place. Um ahead of Chelsea, Arsenal, United, West Ham. So yeah, I I definitely think Spurs will definitely get uh, third place.
0: Just quick fire to uh Luke on Spurs. Have you seen much of, have you seen much of Perisic in a uh, Tottenham shirt? What's he been like? No.
2: No, he played uh I want to say 30 minutes against Rangers. He had COVID when they went to Korea. So, okay. you know, couldn't play there. Uh, yeah, I think either COVID or a uh, hamstring injury, it, the, basically him, Forster, Bissouma, they were all out for their tour of Korea. Um, so they all played their first minutes against Rangers. Do you know what? I think that, like, what the rest of the guys have said, sorry, I know you said quick, but what the rest of the guys said you, have said like, are, like, all correct. You know, I think that Spurs will, will be in the top three. We're far too far off. Um, you know, any kind of so-called title challenge, you know, I wouldn't even get into that discussion. I said at the end of last season, Spurs will win a trophy this season. I still 100% believe that. Um, in terms of the signings of such as Perisic, Richarlison, um, you know, obviously signing uh, Romero again uh, on a permanent as opposed to, you know, below the loan first time around. I think those kind of signings are key. I think what Conte wants to build at Spurs is a hard, uh, ruthless and dominant team. And I think that those kind of older heads, Perisic's, um, you know, not necessarily the Richarlison's, but him with his uh, I don't I don't see him as a signing for Spurs where he's going to score 15 goals a season. I see him as a person who is going to be excuse my language, a shit house. He's going to yeah. win he's going to win set pieces high at the pitch. He's going to be a nuisance. And that's what I think they want at Spurs now in De Conte. I think they don't want this nice Spurs, this nice rollover Spurs to lose against uh, Liverpool or to get beaten by um, Chelsea or whoever it is. They want a Spurs that are going to... You know, we literally just signed a set-piece coach. So to me, for having Richarlison to, you know, come on and win balls high at the pitch late on in games to take a dive, you know, like he does, like I a lot of players, I mean, you know... Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. There's there's teams yeah. all of us have a team where someone takes a little bit of one every so often just to uh to win the ball in a specific area of the pitch. And uh yeah. I think that that's what um you know, that's what he's brought in for. So I, I like the business we've done. Jed is gonna be interesting. Willie bedding quickly, he's gonna to have to. Uh Conte's already said that Lucas Mora is another option he's got a right wing back now, but he's gonna to convert to a right wing back. That's going so to be uh to that would say if we if he is a right wing back now we're going to say it's four right wing backs we've got. Uh, it's going
0: to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Red Steve asking there, Luke. All we want to know is who's starting fullbacks for Spurs. Asking for a friend, so basically, Ooh. Red Steve needs help filling out yeah. the rest of his fantasy football team, and we'll get to that later on. But who do you think are your nailed on in your back five?
2: Oh Jesus, that's, that's a really been tough been, one. Been, I think
0: opening... in three weeks' time, who's starting? Yeah.
2: In three weeks' time, I think Perisic. No, starts, you know what I mean? Just yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Perisic starts at left wing back. I think first game of the season, I think Ryan Sessignon plays left wing back without a doubt. Um does come at long Longley start of the season again, someone that's only had fifteen minutes against Rangers and one game against Roma tomorrow night. I think it's gonna be uh I think the opening game is gonna be Sessignon, Davis, Dyer, Romero, and uh Everson. <laughs> yeah, I, think yeah. I just think way. that I just think like all the signings that we've made in those positions, they're not really They're not. They're not match fit. No, <laughs> no way. They're ah, not fit enough. Uh, My only like concern
3: with Tottenham in terms yes. of what the building at the back is that I look at Romero, Dyer, Longley, especially Longley and Romero. It's quite an aggressive back three. That it's yeah. a back three that's going to go flying into tackles and. Yeah. What I think I always like centre-back pairings or a back three where you've got one man who just sort of stays where he is kind of thing. And I just feel that with those three, they're just going to want to win every single duel, every single ball, play really high up the pitch. And If they don't win the duel, I kind of think might be the odd problem, but I think all in all, you've got three there, one extra on the cover, it should be okay, but might just be the odds game against a Man City or Liverpool where it might just be a little bit too aggressive against a Harland or you know, someone who's a bit more wise and Salah in that lot, that might just be Tottenham's slight problem. But other than that, you've got to say Perisic is going to add your goals and assists yeah. as well as and he's probably an upgrade at left wing back. Jed Spence, he's got to do better than Emerson, um, than Emerson Real for me. I, I just can't see how he isn't going to be an upgrade on Emerson. Although Emerson Real, to be fair, did come really good, I thought, towards the back end of the season. Um, I just feel like Jed Spence. There's some. There's an arrogance about Jed Spence, but I think it's a good thing. Yeah,
1: well, it's yeah. I I saw on, on Twitter.
2: Kind of. This kind of adds to like the whole mask. thing that I've you know that I discussed about how they want Spurs to be. I think, and I think you know, yeah, exactly. Us, all those players that that seems to be the overriding factor in quite a few of them. Yeah, he's well, definitely he's got Jed Spence's arrogance on Twitter. It can make them, yeah. the step it, it, up.
0: It looks, it looks like Spurs are in a good spot, let's be fair. They've done some good business. They've got some good outs as well with uh, Bergwijn going and good money in. But, you know, the, the, the proof of the pudding is when they've got to play back-to-back. Uh, when they've got to play Champions League, Premier League, Champions League, Premier yeah. League. It was all well and good last season when you had one game a week and you got into the top four by default, really, because Arsenal bottled it. And it was one of those that now you've capitalized on it. The The interesting thing for me going forward for what I can see with Spurs this season is to see how Antonio Conte manages himself and manages yes. his temperaments when things go well and when things go bad. And the fact that he's so militant with the squad and the way he drills them is, can, will the squad stick with him through thick and thin again? That's going to be the question over the season that will be answered. You know, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's all good. I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're, they've they bought well. They'll play well. They're going to be a great watch. You know, that's for certain. But, Oscar, um, I think from what I've seen, just quickly, I'm really looking forward to watching Aronson. Um, what about yourself? What What are the one, one or two signings that you're looking at and you think, yeah, I can't wait to see this guy? You know? Celestero is one for sure he is rapid he is seriously quick but I think Aronson is a a really good player in the making
3: yeah he's, he's not the type of player we've had for a while to be fair in that sort of number 10 role and I don't know if Aronson's going to be a player who's going to get you loads of goals and assists I don't think he's that, that kind of direct but he's like He's a classy player. He just makes the right decision, the right pass at the right time. He's not obsessed with getting goals and assists. He wants—he's just interested in keeping the ball in that final third and allowing us to kind of like—I think—a heavy bit of our play this next season is going to be on the fullbacks getting forward. And ultimately, you can't get the fullbacks forward if you can't keep the ball because you're just going to keep turning it over. They're going to be kind of stuck between you know being high up the pitch and being deep in that lot, and that's a problem we kind of had last season. So we need that. We need to keep the ball better and i think adams rocker aronson is kind of a new look midfield three with aronson just in front i think is looking good so far um it's just that final pass in the final third we've lacked a little bit in preseason, but i think sinistera improves it if we can get that natural number nine you know that bit more of a presence in the box to aim at um, i think that's only going to help us further obviously if we can improve the left back situation as well it just gives us a bit more creativity from that left hand side too so I think Aronson's ultimately the first signing we made. The player, it feels like it's all built around at this moment in time, the team. Um, He looks superb against Villa. Maybe a little bit more quiet in the other games, but he was playing a bit more out of position. He had to play on the left wing in one of the games because we had, um, I think, Harrison played left back to cover an injury. So, yeah, I think Aronson's someone who's going to make an impression. He might not be your friend in terms of fantasy football, as I've already said, in terms of getting points, because he's not a Selfish player. He's a selfless player, which is what we kind of need. You know, someone who's just got a bit like an guard or silver not like at the same level. I'm not saying that at all. But kind of player, someone who doesn't really get on the end of things very much. He's not the. He kind of plays like the. I think the hipsters call it like the second assist. It's it's
0: the hockey assist. Yeah, it's a hockey assist.
3: Opens up the game, and and that's what we've needed for a long, long time. To be honest, Mm. I I think we've needed it probably for five or six years, really. Um, Yeah team. Uh, I think the last player who kind of did that for us was a guy called Sandwich Saiz, who unfortunately decided he didn't want to play for Leeds anymore after a couple of
1: seasons. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. that's what
3: was going to it really. Um, but yeah, I think it's looking good. I think a bit of a strange one, though. Um, one player I'm really looking forward to seeing is Robin Cock. Um, and I know we've had him for two seasons now, but we've not had him have, have a run of games, really, for this Leeds United team. And I think he's looked really good in pre-season. I think he is the main man in that back four now. In terms of he is going to be the main centre-back, and it's going to be Robin Koch plus someone else now, which is what kind of wanted for a while. He was super important those last sort of two or three games to keep leads in the league. He had to fill in at right back, did a superb job. Um, he shut off the threats for Brighton and Brentford in those last two games, um, and yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how. Robin Cox performs. I think he might even be captain from time to time um, if Lee Cooper's not in the team. So, yeah, he's certainly someone who I'm looking forward to seeing regularly. Hopefully, he's got those injuries. He's, he's, sorry, he's put those injury problems behind him now. and um, we do get a good run of games from him, really, because yeah. I think he has got the potential to be a difference maker in that sort of, you know, defensively for us. Because let's be honest, the last two seasons, we can see conceded far too many goals. I think in general we yeah, look more correct. solid now, but still that's, that's a little worry about when we try and press. We commit absolutely everyone, and sometimes get caught really high up the pitch, and that is a bit of a problem against you know pacey forwards. You know every single team's got pace somewhere along the line, so it's so, we, we've definitely got to improve in certain areas. But I think uh, well, also,
0: be- all she, all she is literally asking to say the next question I was going to ask you he's not convinced with Leeds. Has Bamford played in pre-season or did he start and get injured like he did last season? What's the story with Patrick Bamford?
3: Yeah, I think
0: he's not looked good in pre-season, if I'm being honest.
3: I think he's still looking like he needs to get that match sharpness. Um, and that's natural. He's half he played the yeah. last sort of um, year and yeah, a bit. Really? Um, I think the thing with Bamford for me is we, we can't ignore the injury problems now. I think it's a little bit like where Liverpool got to a cater to an extent, yeah. where you know when he's on the pitch and fully fit, there's a lot of talent there. He's going to give you performances pound for pound. But can he play enough games in that sense? And that's why Liverpool went and got a Thiago and other midfield signs and that lot to kind of put less reliability on, on one player. And I think that's the situation Leeds are in now. Uh, we've got a really promising player up top in Joffy Galpart. And the debate amongst Leeds fans is if we don't sign a striker before um, the Wolves game our first game of the season who will it be Joffy or Patrick Bamford and if I'm being honest I know there's another one more pre-season game to go I can't look past Joffy Gelhart at this moment in time whether Jesse Marsh sees it that way but for me if you're has going on ex-
0: four Has he extended or signed a new extended,
3: deal Yeah he's um, I think big pay rise fully deserved the pay rise and I think the big thing with Joffy Gelhart is he stepped up in big moments for us last season even as a youngster and I've got no issue with Joffrey Gelhart starting the season, but it comes back to what I said at the start of the uh, video: Can he play 38 games as an 18, 19 year old? Probably not yeah, for me so far. We, mass, do well. need, we do need depth, and I think it showed last season. Throughout, we had a problem at up top. You know, obviously playing Jan James up top at times was Riga Moreno did convince up top. Joffy had a couple of games. Um, it just never really looked right in that kind of sense. And you know, in terms of Rafinha he went on the run of form where he wasn't really getting goals and assists but my point throughout that whole run was he didn't have anyone to aim for in the box. It was kind of when we faced teams last season it got to a point in the second bit of the season where it was if you stopped Rafinha you stopped Leeds in that kind of sense and I think now we've kind of gone past that you know it says we've got we haven't got an outstanding player now as much but we've got good a players who can all step team up was play. working yeah yeah, uh, I think uh, Jack Harrison's an interesting one as well. Jack Harrison...
0: Yeah, what's the, story the right with, what's the story with him? Because he he's been linked with moves left, right and centre.
3: Yeah, I mean, in terms of the fact Phillips and Rafinha have gone, I'd like to think we're not going to lose another key player. Um, arguably, you say that's our three best players. You know, we might have lost in one window, but... I'm hopeful um, in terms of Jack Harrison. I think the big thing for me is will Jack Harrison go onto the right hand side and be cutting in on his left foot now rather than being a touchline, touchline hugging winger on the left hand side now that Rafinha's gone. I think the big opportunity is there now because I think be. with Jesse Marsh, we play very narrow. And I think now, look at the way Harrison strikes the ball, the runs he makes, if he's on that route, if he's playing, you know, I mean this is really tongue-in-cheek, the salad ball. Mean, yeah. Yeah. There's more opportunity for goals there than just being right on that left hand side, really, really, you know, on the hug in the touchline basically. You're not really getting say, goal scoring opportunities, but um but yeah, I think, you know, in terms of Harrison, um Aronson, Sinistera and a new striker, on paper that looks good, but listen, we'll have to see how it all kind of yeah gels I mean right. in,
0: fairness, in fairness, Leeds have spent good money. You know, they've they've invested in the squad and padded the squad out which is badly needed. You're going into the third season now in the league. So the squad needed to evolve and it needed to be to be rebuilt really. And it's only a couple of more pieces and ideally you need to keep Harrison, but you have spent a fair chunk of change. So it's it's catch twenty two. If a really good offer comes in from a Newcastle, it'll probably have to be considered but Getting to this point in the window, you'd struggle to replace then, and it became it becomes one of those decisions that look keeping for twelve, give it give us twelve months and see where we are, you know, and let him go with a heart and a half if you're safe. But Luke Tanner, how do you um, see where Leeds finish this season? Because for me, I' optimistic about them. To be honest, I think they should. I think Leeds should personally. I think Leeds should be looking at somewhere between 11 and 14, maybe 11 and 15. I don't think they're going to be in trouble. I, I, I've got a feeling I know the sides who are going to be in trouble. I don't see Leeds in that yeah. bracket. How do you see it?
1: I don't think they'll be in trouble, but I think as Oscar said with, with Bamford and Gelhart, I do feel like that they need a goal scorer because um, Bamford hasn't been looking as sharp since he's returned. And I do feel like that, if things don't go well starting off for Jesse Marsh, I don't know whether or not he could potentially lose his job. Even though that he has invested quite a lot of money, you have seen when managers invested a lot of money and it doesn't go well beginning of the season, you get to around Christmas and they could be lower lower where they're expecting, and then he could get the trigger. Um, but I do feel like that Leeds are probably a striker away and then they'll be safe, I think. Because as you said, Kev, there are definitely worse sides in this division. Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth, maybe Southampton, maybe Fulham. That could be going down. So I think Leeds won't be get dragged into a relegation battle. But I do think that they need a proven Premier League goal scorer uh, well, to just, make sure that that doesn't happen.
0: I'll just do a quick round of hoses. Top four, bottom three. Um, i start start with you, Luke T, actually. Go on, then. Shoot away. Uh, we'll go we'll
1: go I think Liverpool win the league. And then I think it'll be City, Tottenham, Chelsea. And then bottom three will be Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth, Fulham, Everton. Oscar, how do you see it?
3: Top four: uh, Liverpool to win it for me. Um, very tight. Second city. We'll have you back. On third it. and fourth <laughs> will be the North. Third and fourth will be the North London clubs for me. Probably Tottenham <laughs> third, Arsenal four, relegated. Oh, <laughs> Southampton, Fulham, Bournemouth for me. Bottom three.
0: And Luke, how do you see it?
2: Go on mute, mate. Yeah, I don't see any different to what the, uh, the lads are saying. Um, but you know, it's it's very difficult for me to choose. I'm going to say City. Um, I think the I think Harlem will, will score enough goals to, to get in the league, I, I believe. Um, but it's going to be very, very tight City, Liverpool. I think it'll be Spurs, Chelsea. Um, bottom three, I'm just going to go for the three promoted teams. I think that you know. I don't see what everyone thinks about Nottingham Forest that's that's so I think they've so done too season. much
1: business. I think they've done too much. Like they've bought yeah. a practically new starting eleven. I think that's
2: way too much. Yeah, um, but that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. That's that's part of the problem sometimes, isn't it? How do you but get a some new Premier eleven? League quality, new 11?
1: They've practically signed a new starting eleven. And remember when Fulham came up, spent over a hundred million and went straight back down again. Yeah. And if, if 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 they're not careful, I feel like that like that could be the same way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I Our would Alison say, the uh, chat
0: is say, is saying Liverpool, City, Spurs, Chelsea. Uh, Laura Duffy saying Bournemouth. Just, you know, it, it's for me, I think, the, I think Liverpool will win the title purely and simply because we have a really settled squad. And yeah. I think everything hinges for all club day is who comes back fit from the World Cup that could blow a massive spanner in in the works for any club. Anyone could succumb to anything because it's all well and good when you have the club, when you have the players at your club from August to May, it's your training regime, it's your systems, it's your diets, it's your physios. But when players go away for four or five weeks to a different setup, different regimes in a different climate and then they come back to start again. Anything could happen. It really could. Um, I think Liverpool win the league. I think City up in second. I think Spurs or Chelsea. And the reason why I put Chelsea above Spurs is because I think it's pure pure know how. It's pure experience within the squad. They've. I Ster- I think Sterling is a fantastic buy. I, I genuinely, I think he's gonna, he's gonna score the goals that Timo Werner didn't, and he will get the chances that Timo Werner got, but Sterling will finish them.
3: I think but he Havert's can't score ex-
1: the goal. No, but, I, think, but he, I I, I, I feel think like
3: the other I think thing as well I is just with Chelsea, It's that back free for me. You know, the fact they didn't get Kunde in, they didn't get Kimpembe in. I think um, Koulibaly is a good signing, but I just think the depth behind that is that if you're going to go for it in the
0: Champions League as well, I think... I think like, is underrated, and I think Manag yeah, Sar yeah. is there as well. You've got <laughs> Reese James as a very good player. I think they need to add. There's no doubt about it. They need to yeah. add. But I is mean, Habits
3: the man as well? Is I mean, yeah, Habits is. is a very good player, but is he the man to get them the goals if he's
1: playing like as a false nine or centre forward? That Champions League the, the, final goal has really masked for how he's not adapted as much as I thought he would in no, um, I, in the Premier League.
0: I can just see. I mean, I can see what what will push Spurs into the into the top into third. Is Son and Kane? You know, Son and Kane, yeah. their goals are unreal. You know, they they will chalk up good numbers again. They always do. But I just can't get away from the fact that Chelsea know how to do it. You know, and I think the the, the points difference between what I think will be third and seventh this season will be so small, and it could come down to injuries at key moments. It could come down to the World long Cup. runs in Europe. Yeah, the World Cup, long runs in Europe as opposed to going out early. It could be any number of things, but I don't think there's much to split. Probably four or five sides. Really, it's. Yeah. I think <laughs> Ten Hag and Manchester United are being slept on. So he he's got the nuts and yeah, bolts of a good of a good squad there, and if he can get his methods over to the players and they buy in. I think Ronaldo being away and out of that will help. Oh, I don't think so
2: he's many going, younger players. I think he's staying. I no, think he's I don't think stay. it makes you know, a blind I bit of think, difference. I don't think 10-0 What you said, Kev, was really interesting. Sorry to, to butt in, yeah, but no, I think you like, if you look at Spurs and City and Liverpool and you look at the front line, I can see 40 to 45 Premier League goals. right Between, you know, we're talking about like front front three. Right, yeah. I can see, you know, if we talk Spurs, I can see Son, Son scoring 15, Kane scoring 15, Kuliszewski scoring at least 10, you know. So we're talking that amount of goals. We look at the likes of Chelsea, even Arsenal, uh, below that. And, uh, you know, I can see Jesus scoring a few goals for Arsenal and, you know, Sterling scoring a few. But it's that amount of goals that they're going to miss out on from, you know, I don't see Habert scoring 15, 17 Premier League goals next season. And, and that's, that's what, you know, if there's a Chelsea mm. fan, Great, you know, their back line yeah, yeah, yeah. probably would be great, but that's what I would worry about if I was a fan of either Arsenal or Chelsea.
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely more business to be done across a fair few teams this summer. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, the, the sides I, I see going down, I think Forrest are they've just done way too They should have, when they signed Nico Williams and Richards and Niacate, thought they're good signings. You got Brennan Johnson up Johnson. front. And yeah, I could see for I could have, I could see Forrest doing okay with that, but then they went in absolute madness. They've just they bought Lingard, the year.
1: and then they bought, Lingard
0: I think's a decent signing. Yeah, and, and then the they bought the why two players
1: from Huddersfield as well, didn't they? And yeah, then they bought the guy. Is,
0: I like O'Brien
1: though. I do like Lewis O'Brien. Yeah, O'Brien was a good midfielder. Yeah, leader, yeah. But good.
0: I, just, I that. just think it's way too much. Yeah. Everton Everton are in a world of trouble. White um, McNeil scored
1: twice today, actually, on his debut for Everton. But it it doesn't matter.
0: It's the off-field stuff, the fact that their fans are protesting already, you know, it they're gonna be like rabid dogs
1: within a month. Wayne Rooney to be in the dog out after the World Cup. Well,
2: you can see he it seems
0: to be he seems to be liking life in the States at the minute.
1: Yeah, but he's got a cause in, in his contract where if a Premier League job comes knocking he's allowed to leave. Yeah. So you can just imagine it. Lampard gets sacked. Rooney does the punditry at the World Cup. He gets the <laughs> phone call saying, fancy coming to manage Everton Gets us out of a relegation battle.
0: You honestly think go, Frank, yeah.
1: Frank lasts that long? Seriously?
3: Oh, I don't know. It's a oh, shout man. for first manager gone, you know, Frank Lampard then and- Someone else, just totally off-topic, but someone else I think might be a little shout for first manager gone is Bruno Large, to be honest with you, Wolves, because they finished the end of last season absolutely shockingly bad and the Wolves board are ruthless and they've not really backed him in the summer either, so it suggests to me that they're not totally convinced there, but um, the one, it seems a weird thing to say, but I've got the f- something about Sean Dyche at Everton coming in to save them for yeah. the last couple of games. Yeah, yeah of the again they have
1: been buying his his players. From yeah, Burnley. <laughs> they just the <laughs> they they've been getting they've been
0: laying groundwork already for him. Like. Yeah. But, yeah, I, and he, do you know what? I could see that one. but listen, how are you guys? Do you first and foremost do you guys do fantasy do fantasy football? Do you, yeah. do you do the Premier League. You built your teams. Yeah, how
3: many I've times been you dragged
1: changed? back into this world. I'm still
3: uh, opening our river by. I'm still making yes, so many changes before.
1: <laughs> I've already made changes during the show. I've been like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, I mean, look, The we're going to be... We've obviously got every... Look, most channels out there have their own YouTube pre, uh, leagues. We're no different. and
2: I'll join the, it now.
0: Well, the code for the for the league is Silk6F. All lowercase, all one word. Um, and what we're going to do throughout the season is we're going to do, usually this section of the show, we're going to highlight, you know, the top 10 who are in the league at the minute. We're going to highlight the best team who's in the league, the best team overall, and the players who are up and down in fantasy football. But um, it's it's surprising, actually, because I think so many players, people now, are switched on to you know you're, you know if you look at the top ten players who are in fantasy football at the minute, they're being picked by an awful lot of players. So you're going to have an awful lot of um, samey samey teams, and it's going to be your surprise inclusions that could Starry. be the difference later. The top ten. Most picked players what? in fantasy Surge football at the minute the is that. Not that Sturridge. Sam Sturridge. <gasps> oh. At
1: <Leeds>. It's Sturridge.
0: <laughs> Sam Sturridge at Leeds is in 26.6% of all fantasy football teams.
1: I mean the Nottingham Forest forward? It's not the Leeds forward. It's, it's, it's Sam Sturridge. It's, it's Nottingham Fo- Forest.
0: It's Nottingham Forest <laughs> now, is he? I thought he was in yeah. Leeds. But... He's on the fantasy football market at four point five million, and that's the reason why he's in most teams. You got to pick a certain amount of players on your bench, and you need players who might play. So, but yeah, he's in a almost a over a quarter of all fantasy football teams is crazy to me. The most picked players, Erling Haaland, at sixty four point five percent of every team with eleven point five million. You've got. Your fantasy football royalty are Salah and Trent. They're guaranteed to give you points, goals and assists. Clean sheets for Trent as well. Fingers crossed. I
2: haven't got
0: either. (laughs) Yeah, Perisic is... Look, I think if Perisic was 27, Perisic would be one of the best players in the league. I think technically he's such a good player. He's and he's perfect for one three three five three five two five five two one two whatever way you want to call it. He's a brilliant, brilliant player, and as five and a half million, he's finding his way into a lot of a lot of teams. The downside to him, I think, is will he play enough games? Yeah. To warrant taking up a Spurs slot, because you can only have three players from each club. Cancelo no-brainer. You know, I think one of the best fullbacks in the league. Either, well, probably the most complete fullback in the league because he can play left-back and right-back and you, you wouldn't notice either way. You know, if he was playing a right-back or left-back, he can adapt his game to be brilliant on either side. Gabriel Jesus, um, ooh, what is he? Eight million. I, I've got him in my team, but he's the one I'm humming and he's the one I'm humming and hanging over because I thought he was I don't know what he's gonna do. Um I don't know how Arsenal gotta play him. But if he gets on a run, he could be brilliant or he could fall flat in his face. Don't know. He's on my team. Yeah. Reese James, yeah. Luis Diaz, Hyungman's son. Hyungman's son is only in twenty four percent of teams, mm-hmm. mainly and truly because of his price. He's twelve million, yeah, and he's one of those. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you build. I've built. I think I've, I'm on about seven now. I'm on about seven or eight different variations of what my what my what my team is. And for the last few years, I used to build a side that yeah, it might be a four four two, but I used to actually play two holding mids. Do you know what I mean? It was crazy. Because I thought I I was so naive that I thought yeah you're building the side to play no you're not <laughs> I learned I learned really quickly when I started seeing my name at like 106th out of 115 or something like that and the other lads behind me had just given up playing <laughs> but I mean do you I mean what's the story with, with you guys say look from rivalry aside how do, do you get into it Does it dominate your weekend Does it give you a reason to watch other teams? What's the story with you with it?
2: Yeah, I think, like, reason to watch other teams, definitely. You know, like, I saw somebody who I know there's a lot of Spurs content, and he said, if you're picking an Arsenal player, like, you're not a Spurs fan, like, nah, <sighs> do one. Like, do you know who's a, who's a hell of a pick? Um, in my opinion, only six million is Martinelli at Arsenal, because I think he will play the majority of games, six million. I'm in building, umming
1: and ahhing so. over him and Jack Harrison.
2: Yeah, in I no think way. that he'll play. He'll play a lot of games. Um, but yeah, do you know what? I like it. I like. I'm never that good, so I wouldn't take what I say as gospel by any means. Like, but no, I yeah. definitely like to play, and it's nice. The worst part is obviously when they're playing against your side. Um, you know, talking about him, <laughs> with Ston, I've got him. I've got him in my team um, mainly for the first game of the season. Southampton. I think that um, you know. That's what that's the, the it gets so tactical, you know. I saw someone put on there that 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 Johnny um at Wolves was a good pick for the start of the season. He was a Just great pick really. a couple
0: of years ago. A couple of years ago he was brilliant. And I think there was a another year, I think it was last year or the year before. Might have been the year before, James Milner was registered as a defender.
1: Yes, he played
0: but, left back, wasn't he? But because he was and he was on penalties. Yeah. So he would take the penalties. He'd get the clean sheet points. And, you know, he was just like chipping in this and that. He was just a machine for points. I mean, Oscar, what about yourself? How do you how do you go about it? What's the process? What's the magic secret? <clears throat>
3: I've I've been <sighs> trying to assess it last couple of days and that lot. Just, you know, I've had a bit of time to look at it. I had a bit of a tactic going last season where... The back line, I wanted, I wanted no more than three different clubs involved in the back line. I wanted either two Liverpool, two Arsenal, two Chelsea, two Man City. So I always had the idea that if one of those teams keeps a clean sheet, you can relax a little bit. You're not, you know, if you've got like an Arsenal defender, then a Man United defender, then a City defender, then a Chelsea defender, one of them might get absolutely hammered or something. And, you know, all... <laughs> You might get a bit lucky, and all of them keep a clean sheet. Not really got a guaranteed constant source of points there, so that's definitely one thing I like to have. Um, I also had a bit of a tactic going where I had Son, Kane, Salah, Jota as um, I, I think um, Son was still casted the midfielder. I think last season I had yeah. that as like a front four, um, and the idea was that one of them would score in the game. Yeah, you know, if, if one doesn't score, the other one will. Chances are, Tottenham score a goal. It's going to be Son or Kane. Liverpool score a goal. It's going to be Salah or Jota. Like at like one point last season, yeah, and then yeah. Jota dropped off a bit. That was a bit of a tactic he had going. And to be fair, it won me a month within my fancy within my league kind of thing. We had uh, first we have like a different system kind of thing where we do like monthly prizes on ours, like our individual league. And um, so I did win a month from doing that. But I think last season it was definitely defense first. I'm not sure if that'll be the case too much this season. I think Harland, Nunes, Kane from the off. I think you've seriously point, obviously wow. Salah as well. There's serious points to be had there. Yeah, but that's, serious season, think,
0: that's serious money. That's serious money, you know what I mean? It's, it's got to be, be like of like yeah. yeah. so. I mean, Luke I T, like as what well. what was Because you picked your side tonight. You, yeah, How uh, yeah, are, are, about are it you now. feeling now after this little chat? <laughs> Tell um, us your
1: I, side. Uh, yeah yeah so right, I'll just go back to my squad. So I've got the keepers are Alisson and Jose Sarr. Those are my keepers. <clears throat> I like when I play fantasy football I mainly pick fullbacks because they're usually the set piece takers. So I've got Trent Zinchenko, uh, Rhys James, Creswell, <coughs> and Romero from Spurs. Then my midfield at the moment I've changed it like four times this show, so I've got Salah, Bruno Gimareich, um, Michael Elyse, um, uh, Andreas Pereira, Mares, and I've got Sam Greenwood, Jesus, and Kane up front. And I'm just chopping and changing because I ah uh, yeah it's difficult.
0: <laughs> well, mine at the minute is Rhea in goal. I've got Trent Robbo and Kyle Walker as my back three. Went with uh, Pedro Neto, uh, mm. Salah, Rashford, and Martial yep. Yep. in midfield. Sorry, not Martial, Martinelli in midfield. Martial, I say Martial. Yeah, no, Martinelli nice. in midfield. And went for Havertz, Jesus, and Kane are my gambles because I know I'm going to get goals with Kane. The other two, I'm not, I don't know, but I can't get the players that I want yet. You know, so it's just going to be a case of building until Christmas when the – or building until the World, World Cup when the unlimited transfers kick in again. And then Do you know what can I've done
2: I've, uh, I've gone all out first 11. And my bench is just shocking. <laughs> but what? but there's, a tact, there's a tactic to it. So I've got Ramsdale in goal, Cancelo, James, <sighs> and Kieran Trippier at the back. And I've got Luis Diaz, Jummin Son, Martinelli, and Marcus Rashford. And I actually went for Martial up front because I believe he's played every single game for Man United. Yeah, yes, isn't he has, hasn't he? I think he'll start for Man United uh, top. So I've gone for Martial, Erling Haaland and Gabriel Jesus because I think no, there's no one, in my opinion, that's going to score um, the most amount of goals for Arsenal apart from him because they've got, apart from, I think Saka scored maybe 12, 13 last season and they need a hell of a lot more goals than that. Crikey.
0: Oscar, what about you? Is is there anyone from when you were looking, have you been able to squeeze a Leeds player in there?
3: Um, I mean, I've had to reset mine, to be fair, because I was going over the budget. um, So I'm changing. (laughs) I'm changing all the time. In terms of Leeds players, um, it's an interesting one. I think a lot of it's going to come from, I have a bit of a rule as well about avoiding new signings, unless you're yeah. absolutely 100%, like a Harland, I think you'll be safe on. Mm-hmm. But maybe, um, I was trying to think of a good example, And um, Jesse Lingard I'd probably avoid for now, to be fair, because I think yeah. you don't know exactly how it's going to play <laughs> out. But uh, with the Leeds players, I'd give it a couple of weeks I think Rasmus Christensen's got good potential. I think we'll keep more clean sheets this season. Um, you know, He's contributed a lot of goals and assists um, in the past, still with Jesse Marsh. Sinister um, Sinistera's probably the standout in terms of potential, but six, again, he's on the start of the season.
0: Yeah, he's 6. got an injury as well. As well.
3: Um, I'd be a bit wary on that. Jack Harrison's always a decent bet. He's always good for seven or eight goals a season. If you are looking for, like, that fourth or fifth midfield that's getting to your team, he's not going to be, you're not relying on them solely for output, but going to get you the odds, tie you over a little bit. Uh, he might yeah. be a decent little bet, but, uh, but at the minute, I've just been changing it a little bit. I think Joffy will be on the bench um, and will be coming in the odd time, just depending on how it goes for him this season. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough one. But there's a couple of players that I've been looking at, you know, in terms of a little bit more off the kind of, um, you know, I don't think anyone's mentioned him so far, I think one player I really like is um, Callum Wilson, but it depends on the injuries for me. He, yeah, it, his injury war a massive concern. Yeah, that's, that's... But, because you've got a bench as well, because I, I play two different fantasy footballs. I play one, um, The Telegraph, just with family. It's been a family tradition for ages, to be fair. Um, you can't make it about stuff, <laughs> Yeah, I It's keeping on
2: top of him, Luke, is, a, is an absolute you nice thing.
3: still get through the
2: paper every week.
0: It's, well, um, look, it's, it's going to be one that we're going to be coming back to week in, week out, and we'll check up on how we're all doing. And I've got a feeling that we're all going to have a load of egg on our face by uh, probably mid September. 100%, 100%. I'm going to have the most egg on my
1: face by September.
0: <laughs> Definitely.
1: I think, fair, I think we're all going to.
3: Neto and Wilson were the one I was going to say a couple of wild cards yeah. that I really like. You, you guys were the Neto. And the thing with Wilson is, I look at the supply you will get, it'd be decent in that Newcastle team towards yeah. the back end of the season. His goals per 90 is really good. When he plays, he tends to score, but obviously it's the game time that's the issue. But, uh, there were, but yeah, there I mean, was
0: some, someone in the chat earlier on put a good one in, and it's that new striker, Skamaka. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. That signed to West Ham, because I think he will play and he will play regularly <coughs> and he will get service. It's just a case, can he and Oscar, like you said, signing someone who comes into the league as a newbie, it's a gamble, but it's a gamble that could really pay off if he's not in a lot of sides. You never know. I mean, look, we'll come back to it, no doubt about it, but there's a couple of other things, a bit of housekeeping. Um, obviously, everyone in the chat will know that... Um, Super chats are off. We don't want the super chats anymore. But what we do want is for you guys to click in the drop down link in the show's description and have a look at Bobby's Wish to Walk. And it's a charity that we're trying to get behind. They're over 100 grand raised already. But it's the last push now. It's the last push to get the last 50 grand to get him to America to get the same operation as what Sienna had. And Bobby, Bobby's a bit older, so it's a, it's a different type of operation. But any and all help that he can get to get these to get over there and get the treatment he needs and the physio that he's going to need when he comes home is really really appreciated. And if you can donate, fantastic. If you can't donate, please share the link around your socials and just spread the word. And if you go into the link. And you read his story, follow him on his socials and you'll get a feel for the kid. And when you do, you'll just go all above and beyond to give the guy a helping hand. You know, the family are doing the best they can, and it's just that last push now, and we'll get him there. I know we will. Um right. Where can everyone find everybody? Luke, Luke T, how have you what what have you got coming up with the UFC in combat sports in the next week or two? So?
1: Well, on Sunday, me and Callum from Team Coppish, we're doing a watch long for UFC 277. So that would be the graveyard shift. You're back on to the your Sanderson night show again. <laughs> at 3am on a Sunday, because we're that mad. And then, yeah, I will be think I'll be on there next week. I think it'll be either Chris will return and I'll miss a week. Or, yeah, just depends. Yeah, so catch me on here and the show, really.
0: All right, that's brilliant. And Luke from Rivalry Side, obviously people can catch you on there. What have you got coming up over the the next week and a half, two weeks before the season starts? You're, right, you're again, again, me again,
2: buddy. Yeah, it all could uh, it all could change in the coming weeks, but for the time being, um, obviously, um, as you can see, you can catch with Rivalry Side TV. Currently, we're doing a North London Lowdown show, Arsenal and Spurs. Uh, chat every single week um so if you do you know if you're interested in what i have to say please go follow us there but obviously you know as you mentioned before kevin more importantly you know uh, make sure you click the link below and if you can donate obviously please make sure you do it's more important than any subscribers that are on you know or not on my channel but you know if you fancy having a watch you know please do uh Yeah, it is actually good stuff go I see
0: you and you and then going at it and all good natures, all good fun, and you know, respectful debate and respectful yeah. banter. It's it's all you want to see, mate. And is re- it really is great content over there. And Oscar, what are you up to at the minute? All Leeds TV, all ready and firing for the for the season there?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're trying, obviously, we're trying to watch along for our last pre-season friendly, which is Saturday. So not Sunday, not Saturday night, Sunday night um, against Calgary, Um and then obviously into the new season, doing a prediction video preview for the Wolves game. Just feels mad to be back, but fans um, on all these TV, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and yeah, and uh, but guys, please do donate. Let's push. Let's have a final push. Let's get donated. Absolutely guys. unreal push once again for day trippers because honestly, you guys in terms of what you've what you've done for people is absolutely unreal in terms of fundraising. So mm-hmm. let's help them again, guys. Come on!
0: It's our our absolute pleasure. Listen, thank you all very much for coming on uh, in the first show of the new season, and uh, we will definitely be seeing you guys soon. And uh, thank you all in the chat for your contributions. And you guys are just the best. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.